up, everybody? Welcome to the Reclassified. I am Gabriel Huff Jr. Um, I know this setting looks a little bit, a little bit different. Um, reason that is is because I am preaching this Sunday, so I'm just preparing my message. But uh, you know, while I was preparing the message, I felt you know the Lord putting on my heart to. Just share a, a short little, this is going to be a short episode today. Um, and while I was, you know, studying this week, the past couple of weeks for the message on Sunday, something I felt the Lord putting in my heart to share was just talking a little bit about, just talking a little bit about uh, young believers who are in positions of leadership within ministry and who have you know, certain levels of responsibility in ministry. And the reason that is because, you know, I was kind of reflecting a little bit, as y'all know, I, I like to reflect on my life often just to see how far God has brought me and stuff like that. And, um, <clears throat> you know, while I was reflecting, uh, I was just thinking about how far God has brought me, how, how, how far he's brought me in ministry and leadership in my faith and, you know, all the things of that nature and, um, you know, how sometimes I forget how young I still am. Um, you know, if y'all been watching, you know, this podcast for a while, y'all know that I'm, I'm 23 years old, but sometimes I feel like I've lived so much longer than that just because of how far God has brought me in my faith and all of these things and and everything. So, you know, it's been a huge blessing to come this far. But yeah, I just felt God putting it on my heart to really share and give some advice to other young believers. And this can be for anybody of any age, but um, you know, I I can really I speak best when I speak from a perspective of a place that I've been. And a place that I've been for a while now is being a young believer who is uh, has responsibilities and has leadership positions of leadership in ministry, especially here at at the church that I go to. Um, so I just felt that God was kind of calling me to give a little bit of advice to other young believers who are in positions of leadership or, you know, just in their regular walk or even those who are specifically doing content creation or making podcasts or videos or, you know, stuff on social media involving ministry and faith and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, I just felt God putting it on my heart. So kind of a little bit of a backstory of myself. As y'all know, I grew up in the church. I was always involved in, um, you know, going to church every single week and, you know, my my family made it a point to really dig into my faith at a very young age. And so for the longest, I've known who Jesus was, um, you know, even as a baby. As y'all know, my family had me reading Bible verses really young and memorizing them and stuff like that. <clears throat> and so fast forward to now, because of their commitment to me and their dedication to making sure that I do the right thing, you know, that I'm surrounded by a environment that is God fearing. Um, 
you know, it's led to me now, you know, all these years later with a lot of open doors, many opportunities to grow in the faith and to really be kind of be a voice for uh, just others who are in the same position as myself who are growing in the faith and, you know, just kind of navigating it and figuring it out. And, you know, before I even get into anything, as always, you know, I don't have everything figured out. Um, you know, I, I still struggle just because you're a Christian doesn't mean that all of life's problems are going to go away. It doesn't mean that you're never going to face any temptations anymore. But what we do know is that we serve a God who is faithful to carry us and make a way and a path of escape from that temptation. You know, that's actually something that I have my Bibles right here. It's something that Paul actually talks about in first Corinthians chapter 10 verse 13. Uh, let me go to it real quick. And like I said, I'm going to try and not make this episode long because one, I got to study. Um, but as y'all know, I get long winded sometimes. Um, but yeah, we're going to be in first Corinthians chapter 10 verse 13. And, you know, Paul shares no temptation has overtaken you. That is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. You know, that that's Paul letting us know that First off, temptation does not come from God, but because of God and because of his power, we don't have to be overtaken by temptation. God does provide a way of escape and helps to cultivate and build an ability within us to turn away from that temptation. Um, so we do have an option to do the right thing. And that's something that Jesus showed us when he was being tempted in the wilderness by Satan. Um, so my point in bringing that up is that I don't have everything together um, and I don't claim to be a biblical expert of any sort. Um, I'm still growing and learning every single day, but I do think it's important to kind of help one another as young believers that are coming up in leadership and in the faith and so there are just some things that I, I wrote down that have kind of helped me along the way. Some things that I think about very often as I continue to grow um, in leadership within ministry, uh, especially being as young as I am. And just to give other people who are in the same boat as me and who are in the same walk of life as me some encouragement and, you know, even for those who may not necessarily be a young believer, those who are mature or, or seasoned believers, um, you know, I hope this can be encouragement to, to y'all as well. Um, so, you know, the first thing that I tried to make a point about, especially being a young believer and being in a new age of, you know, a new style of preaching, uh, a new cultural way of preaching, um, something that I all, and, and me being someone who is, you know, growing and has preached a lot of sermons and who will continue to continue uh, preaching sermons is to 
prioritize sharing the gospel over entertainment. Um, you know, like it says in the letter that Paul wrote to Timothy, you know, there's going to be a time where there's a lot of itching ears. And what it means by itching ears is that, you know, there's, there's this certain way of preaching that people do. A lot of people do nowadays that is only about making the congregation feel good. Right. And, and there's nothing wrong with making your congregation feel good. But at the same time, we cannot compromise the gospel f- just solely for comfort. Um, because there's parts of the gospel that is uncomfortable. And, you know, that's some of the stuff that I'm going to be talking about in my message this Sunday, um, which I'm not going to, I don't want to, you know, divulge too much into, but there, there's an aspect of the gospel that is going to be uncomfortable for some people to hear, for some of us to hear. And I don't think that should be compromised just for entertainment. Um, you know, I see a lot of preaching styles nowadays where it seems like it's kind of like a comedy show. It seems like it's trying to, uh, you know, be 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 you know be like the world to reach the world. Um, I think that's really doing the gospel a disservice. I think Jesus is powerful enough, and the gospel is powerful enough to cover over any walk of life for any area of life or any point that a person may be in. I don't think we have to necessarily be like the world to, to reach the world, right? Because at the end of the day, Jesus is the one who is going to be reaching and, and, you know, bringing the increase, not, not us. Right. So, you know, for any young believer out there, especially in this generation and especially in this era of time with social media, with trying to go viral, with all of these things that do, I, I wouldn't recommend prioritizing entertainment over the gospel. Now, um, I, I, I'm not saying to not try, I'm not saying to completely discount entertainment you know, I do think there's an aspect. Uh, I th- I do think there's a certain art that comes with preaching or sharing the gospel where you're able to captivate and, you know, you're able to, you know, bring it to a point where people are listening. Right. Um, but at the same time, you know. There, there, it has to. I, I do think it has to be a balance. But all in all, the gospel has to be the priority. I think if somebody leaves a sermon and they didn't hear the name of Jesus once, or don't leave having thought about Jesus, I think that you know something, something's wrong. So. You know, whether it be content creation, whether it be doing podcasts, whether it be preaching, whether it be anything that you're doing as a young believer or as a young rising leader in ministry, 
Oh, my bad, yeah. <laughs> point and a practice to prioritize sharing the gospel and then incorporate, you, know, you can incorporate entertainment in it, you know, in the sense of sharing illustrations. Something that I do when I preach, you know, I'm, I'm big on giving illustrations and uh, sharing stories, right? And it's not for the sole focus of trying to be funny, but I, I do think that storytelling is a great way to kind of help make biblical doctrines and other things more clear for anybody who's listening. Um, so I think the gospel has to be the central focus and, but you can bring in other aspects of your personality and stuff and, and characteristics and, you know, some, um, some appropriate forms of entertainment in the context of sharing the gospel that can help bring it all together. But all in all, I think the most important thing is keeping the gospel at the forefront, because at the end of the day, that is what is important. That's the most important thing. Um, so for any any young believer who is growing in leadership and growing in uh, responsibility and everything, Make sure that the gospel remains the central focus. You don't have to compromise or try and be like the world to tickle itching ears. Right. So that was the that was the first one. The next one is, you know, kind of uh, comes in from that first point, And that's to be yourself. You know, don't neglect the personality that God has given you. You know, be yourself. Um, something that I appreciate by all of the pastors here at the church is that they they when they gave me the opportunity to really grow in the ministry and the faith and to get into preaching more and more, they they always allowed me to be myself and to show my personality. And they didn't try to conform me or make me be like them. Um, you know, I was. T I, this is something I heard, and this is something that I was t talking with my mom about. And something that you know we were talking about was, you know, one of the biggest, one of the biggest ways to avoid growth is to surround yourself with people that are just like you. Um, and this isn't to say that you you just don't become friends or don't interact with those who share some of your characteristics, some of your personality traits, some of your beliefs, some of your values and things. But if someone is exactly like you and, you know, y'all are just constantly being around each other and y'all aren't surrounding yourselves with, you know, people who may not think the same way as you are people who, you know, just are just are different in general. Um, you know, that I think being around people who are different than you, people who have different personality personalities than you, that presents opportunities to grow. You can learn new things. You can hear different insights. You could just be surrounded by different values and stuff like that. Um, I think that can help that can help lead to to growth. And so my point in bringing that up is, you know, the pastors here, uh, they didn't try to create within me another one of themselves, if that makes sense. 
they they allowed me to be myself to have my personality and that's the beautiful thing about our pastoral team here is that everybody is different and unique in their own way um and so some they allowed me to be myself and because of that you know there's a comfortability that i have behind the podium within the uncomfortable uncomfortability if that makes sense you know preaching isn't always going to be a comfortable thing because when you take it so seriously there's a level of discomfort that you have because you want to make sure that what is coming out of your mouth is the word of the lord right but when you can be yourself when you could allow your personality to marry the way that the gospel comes out of you i think that's where you can really begin to see you know the power in that um so for any young believer who's growing in the faith out there you know be yourself don't don't feel like you have to change the traits and characteristics that god has given you to appease a certain audience or something like that um obviously make sure that it's it's you know appropriate and you know it's not your personality isn't sinful you know i'm not talking about sinful personality personality traits and stuff like that but um let's say you're a very outgoing person you know you don't have to become a introvert to share the gospel you can allow your personality your outgoing nature to show in the things that you're doing whether it be preaching content creation or just everyday life you know if you're more a little bit more introverted you know me personally i'm i'm more of an introvert this doesn't mean that i don't talk to people this doesn't mean that i can't um thrive in gr- different groups of people but you know usually if i'm walking down the street i'm I'm just trying to get to one destination to the other. I'm not really trying to stop and talk to anybody um unless the Lord puts it on my heart to stop and talk to somebody. I'm usually just in and out of anywhere. So um yeah, I I would just encourage you to be yourself. Don't neglect your personality. Um because th- when you can be yourself and you don't have to worry about trying to be like somebody else, kind of like what I was talking about in last week's episode there's a freedom in that you know you're free to just share the gospel and you don't have to worry about being somebody else right so there's that the third thing that I want to share with y'all is not to let your youth discourage you from sharing the gospel do not let your youth discourage you from sharing the gospel i remember um the first sermon that i preached um back in last april april 16th i believe um i was preaching from galatians chapter 3 and um it was about paul saying you know you foolish galatians who has bewitched you because there was a lot of false preaching going on in that region of galatia and um the the church of galatia and the the people that Paul had shared the gospel with they were all suddenly beginning to believe and fall under the trap of thinking that the old religious belief not old religious beliefs but you know they had to uh follow the salvation came through 
law keeping and, um, you know, circumcision, right? Salvation and sanctification. And the, the purpose of that message was that you continue how you started, right? That was my main point. Um, we, we receive salvation through Jesus, through his, his life, death and resurrection. And we continue to be sanctified as we walk through life, through Jesus, through his life, death and resurrection, right? You begin with, you began with Jesus and you continue with Jesus. You don't begin with Jesus and then continue on your own power, right? Um, so, but while, since it was my first message, um, and keep in mind, I was 22 at the time. Yeah. Like, like I said, last year and, um, you know, something that kept eating away at my, my mind was the fact that, you know, most of the, most of the church had been walking with Christ and had been believers for even longer than I had been alive. And so I was meeting with uh, one of my friends here at the church, you know, a good friend. If you're listening to this, you know who you are. Um, and, you know, I was just kind of sharing this with, with him and, you know, just wondering, you know, what can I give them that they haven't heard before? How can somebody who is only 22 years old share something with a congregation who a lot of them have been walking in the faith for even longer than I've been alive, Right. And my friend, he was saying, put that in the message, include that, because that's pretty much what you're preaching on, right? See, see, when Paul was preaching to the Galatians, he was saying, oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Because they were, it, it was, they were adding to the gospel, right? The gospel is already complete. Jesus died, Jesus resurrected. The gospel is all already complete through Jesus, right? And, and the church in Galatia were believing these false teachers that were telling them that you need to add things to the gospel to really have the benefits of the gospel, right? For salvation and sanctification. Um, and my problem was I was falling into that same state of bewitchment into that same trap because I felt that I needed to add something to the gospel in order for it to really impact the congregation who was uh, listening to the message. And it, it was so profound because a lot of times a sermon not only preaches to the congregation, but it preaches to you and through the preparation for that message, God was preaching to me and letting me know, hey, even though I am using you to share this message, just let me do the work. Um, I was I heard I was listening to this one video one time and it was this one pastor who was talking about how he was comparing himself to a tire. Right. When, when you when you. um when you deflate a tire, you're decreasing the pressure within the tire. The tire begins to lose pressure, right? And he was saying, as a preacher, you know, and just as a, you know, a man of Christ, when he, before he goes to preach, he, he just tries to empty himself of himself 
and be filled with the Holy Spirit to so that the Holy Spirit can be speaking through him to to the congregation. And because of that, he doesn't always he doesn't feel pressure when he's sharing the word because he knows that the Holy Spirit is going to speak through him to the people. And, you know, I was feeling a lot of pressure, but as I was preparing and once my friend shared that with me, the pressure slowly began to just be relieved and released from me because I grew more and more hopeful and, you know, trusted that the Holy Spirit was going to speak through me to the congregation You know, I don't need to add anything to the gospel because at the end of the day, this is not my word to share. It's God's word that he is allowing me to share with his people. And so that 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 was a really a blessing to me. And so um, my my point in bringing that up and to bring it back to the point I shared, don't don't let your youth discourage you. But trust that God can use you. Um, This is something else that Paul talks about in the letter he wrote to Timothy as well, you know, not to let his his youth discourage him, but but instead to just allow God to use him. God can use anybody. God uses my brothers all the time to make sure I stay on track. You know, anybody who's been listening to this podcast long enough has you knows that I talk about them all the time. Um. You know, you can learn something from anybody. I like to consider myself a student of life. You know, I don't like to go in any situation without learning something, you know, whether it be about myself, whether it be about somebody else, whether it be about the Lord, anything. I always try to learn something in every situation that I'm in. You know, I try to be a student of life itself. And so at the end of the day, even though you may be a youth, even though you may be young, wisdom does not have an age limit. Wisdom does not have a maximum age. Wisdom does not have a minimum age. Wisdom is God's to give. And if you seek after it, like it talks about in in, in the book of James, ask God for wisdom, you know, why would God withhold wisdom from you? Now, granted, it may not be at the level that he gave a Solomon, but I do believe that if you continue to seek after God every day and you continue to be faithful to him and, um, you know, study and pray and ask him for wisdom, I I do think that God has grace to to give us wisdom no matter what our age is. And so if you're a youth, don't be discouraged because at the end of the day, when you're being faithful and true to the word, You don't have to worry about how old or how young you may be. God's word is going to speak for itself, regardless of what it comes through. I mean, God in the Old Testament, God spoke, God, God spoke through or or God um, used a mule or a a mule or a donkey. I forget what it was, but I mean, God can use anything. God, God is going to speak. Right. And so don't don't be discouraged by your youth. Don't let anybody make you feel like you're too young. And obviously there's a level of maturity that needs to be in place as you continue to grow in responsibility and leadership. Um, You know, a very young person is not necessarily just going to immediately be an elder, right? That it doesn't, it doesn't work like that, but you can still have an impact on others' lives because 
of the, the, the devotion and the wisdom and the word that God speaks through you to others. So trust him and trust that God can use you regardless of your age. And then the last thing, which I think is probably uh, arguably the most important um, or second important, second most important to prioritizing the gospel is to live a life of congruency in what you're talking about. And what I mean by that is, you know, I was I was actually listening to I got this from a couple podcasts that I was listening to over the past couple weeks and they were talking about how as believers it's such a burden to be somebody in one place and to be a completely different person in another place to the point where you're becoming so double-minded that you're unstable in all your ways like the Bible tells us you know a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways there's an instability that comes with living a, a double life especially as a believer um and, and so what it means to live a life of congruency is to be who God has called you to be in every setting and every place that you're in don't don't compromise who you are or who God has called you to be based on the setting that you're in. Now, obviously there's different nuances in this. Um, there's certain things that aren't sinful that you wouldn't necessarily do um, um, behind the podium at in church, right? A preacher isn't going to necessarily say certain things, even though they may be helpful, but there, there's just a certain level of a certain level of etiquette in certain situations that you should have. But at the same time, you know, what I'm talking about mainly is your faith in Christ. Um, and, and this is something that I continue to have to uh, grow into and fight every single day. Um, you know, there'd be some days where I would come here on the podcast or preach a message talking about compassion and kindness and then go home and the next day I I say something you know unkind or mean to my brothers and I immediately feel the conviction of the Holy Spirit and you know just ask for forgiveness and everything but living a life of congruency is so important because it, it can take away the confusion that can be caused by others that look at you or, or watch your life, right? It, it's very burdensome trying to live two different lives. You know, my goal is to be the same person here right now that's talking on this podcast. I want to be the same person that's preaching on Sundays. I want to be the same person here in the church and in the, the presence of Christ as I am in other, in every situation or every setting that I am in my life, right? You know, I don't want to have to try and be a different person in, in different scenarios. And so I think living a life of congruency is so important, especially to begin practicing that while you're young because it can relieve confusion and you never know, you could be an inspiration to someone who may be looking upon 
your life, right? And it can just help you to live that life that's above reproach. Um, There's so many pastors we see nowadays that, you know, get involved in these controversies and you look at it and you wonder, man, this person, you know, they, they had such a persona that was like a a person, a, a person of Christ. And they've been doing this behind the scenes the entire time, you know, and I'm not saying this to judge them or anything like that, because at the end of the day, we, we are all sinners as well. You know, there's things that we have to continue to ask God for help to overcome in our own lives. But, you know, when you're a young Christian and when you're growing in responsibility and when you, you are in a certain level or a certain position or a certain, you know, uh, a level of leadership, there, there's a certain, there's an extra layer of, there's an extra layer of, um, I guess, carefulness. I don't know if that's a word, but there, there's an extra layer of being attentive and aware of the way that you're living your life because um, you we, we have to practice what we preach at the end of the day. And we, we have to live a life of congruency. That'll make life a whole lot easier, less burdensome, and it won't be confusing because like uh, Pastor Bernard always says, uh, God is not the author of confusion. That's biblical as well. So make sure that you practice what you preach. And this isn't to say that we're going to be perfect. We're still going to make mistakes. There are going to be times where we fall into temptation and fall into sin and, and even walk into sin. But at the end of the day, don't make a practice of living a double life or being double-minded because that'll make you unstable. And the longer you're unstable, the more likely you'll fall. So if, if you're, this goes for anybody, but I think especially for those who are seeking after leadership positions and, you know, just growing in ministry and, you know, accepting a call that God may have put on your life to maybe do a certain thing in the faith Understand that there is a level of awareness and, you know, things like that um, in the book of Proverbs, something that the, the word that I've taken away from Proverbs, the entire book of Proverbs as a summary is the word prudence. And what prudence means is careful living. And so I think as believers, we need to live a try and strive to live a life of prudence and be careful and mindful of the things that we're doing. So, yeah, just live a life of congruency. Strive to live a life of congruency. Ask God for help. Trust him that he will guide you and do all of these things. So, yeah, that's that's where I'm going to leave it. Like I said, this is going to be a little bit of a shorter episode because I'm over here preparing for the message. Um, Please be in prayer for me. And uh, if you would like to tune into it or if you if you would like to, you know, tune into it, you could go the the page for the church is in the description. Um, so you can go there and you can watch it live uh, at at uh, 11. And yeah, so I'm excited um, and I hope this brought about encouragement for 
not just young believers, but anybody who's walking with Christ, because, you know, this is, these are, this is something that we must take seriously. And I think that it can be beneficial to all of our walks to prioritize the gospel over entertainment, to be yourself, to uh, not allow your youth to discourage you and to live a life of congruency with what God has called us, with how God has called us to live in his word and in our lives. And so if you've made it this far, I appreciate you. Um, Continue to serve God. And if you haven't, um, if you haven't come to know Christ, I would encourage you to just take that next step and, you know, just be curious. You know, you don't even necessarily have to figure everything out overnight, but I would encourage you just to be curious, you know, just to see what the the sweet fragrance and sweet taste of Christianity is all about. Um, Cause it can lead you on a journey that I promise you won't forget and you won't regret. So I appreciate y'all for listening. Um, make sure y'all tune into the reclassified.com. That's my online blog. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to keep on explaining it every time cause you know, at this point, y'all should know what it is. Um, I'll, do, I'll do it one more time for those of you who are new. It's my online blog, and it's kind of like a you know a, a digital journal, if you will, where I just share some of the things that I feel God puts in my heart to share. Um, and I don't post on it too, too often, but I do think there's value in it. So uh, make sure you go check that out. Uh, make sure y'all subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, if you're more of a streaming platform listener, make sure you could check out the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Or if you're a Google Podcast listener, is there also? I know they were saying Google Podcasts may shut down or something like that. So if you're a Google Podcast listener, uh, you might want to change to Apple Podcasts or Spotify to check us out or uh, watch it on YouTube. But um, yeah, I think that's it. Um, so yeah. I appreciate all of y'all for listening and tuning in and I will see y'all next time. Peace out.